This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's I Said No Gifts, I'm Bridger Weiniger. You know, it feels like a real low energy, you know, sad intro. I don't know where that, that came from. Everything's fine. Nothing, nothing's going on. Uh, you know, my screen time is down 14%. I just found that out. So that's huge news. Uh, I don't know where that time was spent. I, I suppose my time staring into space has probably tripled. Um, but you know, that's the, these are the things we hold on to right now. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're having a nice time. And I, I think you're about to have a nice time because the guest today is someone I find extremely funny, just a wonderful, wonderful presence, Carl Tart. Carl, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Oh man, thank you for having me. You know, <laughs> you, you mentioned that screen time thing. I was looking at I was uh, using my screen time earlier today, looking at Instagram in the bed, as I shouldn't do. <laughs> and uh, one of my friends posted her screen time was like averaging three hours and 53 minutes last week. And I said, who do you think you are? <laughs> you, that's nothing. That's nothing. She and and she's a person who tweets a lot and who a very hot take Twitter person. Like right. The, ty- the type that I really don't like. We definitely <laughs> I had to have a discussion with her about like, hey, this is changing. A, a real way I feel about you, the way you tweet. <laughs> really? She's, yeah. is she is she someone who just has a, a huge opinion on every single subject? Yes. And uh, will tweet things just to make, she does things to make people mad, for sure. Oh, right, right. I don't know where someone's coming from with that or where they get the energy. I don't want the return. No, of course not. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to sow those seeds and then have to harvest all of them. And then I, how does she do that with three hours? Exactly. She must have she must have hit a hit a rock bottom or something like I don't I don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with people who are being nice to me. Online. <laughs> right. I don't want to deal with online people. I just don't want to interact in any way. Yeah. Like if we in person, if 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 you see me walking down the street and you say, hey, man, I love your work, man. It's it's all love, daddy. But. <laughs> When people talk to me online, I'm like, I don't know. I can't see you. And yeah. Well, the thing with a three hours screen time in a week that that, to me, that just says this person has a burner phone. Yeah. 
That's all that is. She's using her other phone is like your screen time was 78 hours this week. And mm-hmm. she's been interacting with all these people online because I, I mean, I can't remember what my screen time was this week, but it's got to be nine hours a day. Yeah. Mine is usually about that, too. Or like, what else am I? I truly I, there's nothing else. I've, we've really reached a point in all of this where I'm like, there's nothing for me to do all day. Let me ask you this. When you get into bed at night, do you still check your phone as if I don't know what time you go to sleep? Are you a late? I'm a late sleeper. Uh, you, you go to bed late, you mean? I go to bed late. Yeah. Like what, I, what's I, late for you? Like last night, I didn't do I, I just play video games until about 1.30 in the morning. And then right. I said, you know what? Let me turn this off and let me go get into bed. OK. And I still was like looking at my phone, waiting for a DM, waiting for a text. <laughs> I'm like, nobody's up. What am I? Put the phone away. Put it in the other room. Was there a specific person you were hoping a DM would come from? Or is it just like literally anyone reach out to me? Literally anyone reach out to me. Someone in my life care about me. Give me a reason to be looking at this phone right now because I shouldn't be. I'm uh, I've gotten better at once I get into bed, not looking at my phone. You know, there's the last desperate look at the phone before I get into bed and then I hook it uh, up to charge and put it face down and i've gotten pretty good at like resisting the urge to because nothing i mean i've been looking at it all day and at nighttime there's nothing new is going to happen i've i've finally admitted to myself the internet is exactly what it was 30 seconds ago it's not going to improve my life or and if anything i'm going to see something that makes me mad exactly exactly yeah uh in the morning I still haven't, you know, I'm still looking at it almost immediately just to get my day off to a terrible start. (laughs) So, but you know, there's a lot of like going through junk email and having to delete all of that. That's what happens for me in the morning. But you're up till 1.30. I go to bed at like 11 o'clock now. I mean, it's like, it's creeping down, if anything. Like, just get me to bed. There's nothing going on. Yeah. that I I stay up pretty late just because... I'm about to make an excuse that's that's nonsense. I don't I don't have an excuse. I stay up because because sometimes I'm tired, and I should probably just go like relax. And yet I'm like nah. For some reason I gotta stay up and I gotta play one more game of 2K. And I don't even like it that much. <laughs> this is NBA 2K. Is that what NBA you're playing? NBA 2K. Yeah, is that I'm all playing. you're playing? No, I'll play Madden too. I'll okay. play Need for Speed Heat. Oh sure, which, I just recently started playing that actually. Yeah, yeah, that one's fun. Uh, and, but I won't even like, other than that, I'm not even like such a huge gamer. Like, you know, Iffy. uh, no, I know of Iffy, but I've never met him. Okay. Iffy can sit and play all day, like never take his face away from the computer screen or the video game screen. I can't do that. I'll get into a mode where I'm like, okay, tonight is video game night. But mostly other than that, I've been really getting into YouTube and I've been watching people's live streams on YouTube. Oh boy, this is how you become radicalized. Exactly. I'm I'm, I'm making sure it's all stuff that I agree with. It's all stuff in my bubble. Right. Well, that's what everyone thinks, Carl. But then the algorithm (laughs) is like, well, here's somebody who has a slightly different take. You're clicking on it, and six months from now, you're bombing a federal facility. Exactly. (laughs) I'm storming the Capitol. (laughs) I'm bombing a Baja Fresh. Um, Well, yeah, I think YouTube for me, I still, I I feel like there's probably stuff for me to watch on it, but I I feel so old. I'm like, the only time I ever use YouTube, 
I actually I can't point to any reason I use YouTube. I'd be like, maybe I'll go look at a music video, but that's not true. When am I watching music videos on YouTube? <laughs> now, see, I will. I'll sit there. I'll check out the latest, the latest tunes. Yeah, okay. Have you seen any good music videos recently? Yeah. Uh, some weird ones that Justin Bieber yummy is always a, a hit. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going, this, these are older than, but they're still kind of in the rotation because they'll pop up in my like, you know, no, just keep playing when I'm not paying attention, when I'm on my phone, using my screen time. And uh, the Arizona Zervis Roxanne, that'll pop up. I, I like that visual. That's oh, I don't know this. Oh, yeah. You should check that one out. That one's a fun one. I miss a good music video. I, uh, you know, I feel like they've kind of gone by the wayside, but some people are still making music videos. One thing about being a, in a YouTube head right now is showing like a lot of artists are just coming out with visuals. Like they're not spending the money on music videos anymore. They'll just like do like this. This dude Duckworth has a song where it's just him. It's just a loop of him kind of flirting with this girl. Right. And like they're on roller skates and it just loops every 15, 20 seconds. But the song plays out through the whole thing and the lyrics come up at the bottom. And I, and this has been out for months. And I'm like, OK, they should have made a, a video by now. <laughs> like, I understand it's COVID times, but people aren't really paying attention to that. Wait, so he like kind of made like a 15 second music video of him on roller skates? Yep. Yeah. I mean, once you get the roller skates on, just shoot for three minutes. Exactly. It's a three and a half minute song. Just shoot the whole thing. Right. It's simple as that. There's, they must have had the opportunity to shoot for three minutes. I, I don't <laughs> understand quite what's happened. I guess, you know, they had the 15 second budget and you just go for it. And Oh, that's interesting. My thing is, is retro commercials, too. Wait, what type of commercials? Retro. Oh, retro. Oh. You go back and watch retro commercials? I go back and watch retro commercials. I'm feeling, I like, I'm fascinated by the 80s. Right. And so I like to go and look at uh, commercials from channels like uh, like Channel 13 here in LA, KCOP. Right, right. Which was UPN when I was growing up here. Uh, or KTLA. So the more local channels, not the more national like NBC, ABC, CBS. Right. But like... Uh, Fox 11, Metro Media, what it was called when I was growing up. Uh, you go back and you look at a commercial, like the commercial block from uh, February 16, 1985 on on that channel. And you just get to see a L.A. that you missed. Like, I, I never saw that. Oh, I bet that's incredible. Yeah. Like, and it's like a, like basically local business commercials, like uh, window coverings or. Uh, exactly. But they're like local in your course. neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, I've got a. Give that a shot. I mean, I should do that for Salt Lake or something. Have you seen any particularly interesting commercials recently? You know, the ones that are, that interest me about the old school L.A. So I moved here in 1998 and there was no there's there these these grocery stores that had already been gone from L.A. at this point, like Alpha Beta. And oh, Jimco. Alpha Beta. And I had never heard of these stores uh -huh. coming from the South and coming to L.A. So when I got here, it was like Lucky and Ralph's and Albertson's Vons. You know, right. what do we still see? Uh, Lucky's gone now. But w when I see the commercials for these stores and, and, and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, and then I go and I'll go down the rabbit hole where I go and look on Pinterest to see what the location was. And I'm like, wait a minute. Now that's a Halloween superstore right around the corner. Like, <laughs> well, every one of those is a Halloween superstore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to see that. It's cool to see that type of stuff. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm weird for liking it, but no, I, I think that that's a perfectly normal thing. I'm so curious about, I mean, one thing, maybe you could answer this question for me. Uh, do you know the Sears on 
I believe it's on Santa Monica in Hollywood that's now shut down and it's just this giant shuttered building. Santa Monica and Western, basically, like St. Andrews. Right. Mm-hmm. Was that open when you were here? I mean, when it you was first... Not. Oh, it's been closed that long? Yeah, it's been, it's been closed for a long time. I need to know what's happening inside that building. I'm going to contact no the mayor. Somebody get me in there. I would like to see. I would, And when you do, I would like to know to, as well. I'm truly desperate. I mean, if it's been closed that long, it truly, it looks like a fortress. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, that, and that, that, that type of stuff interests me too, especially when it sticks around. People say LA doesn't have any culture and, you know, stuff. But right. there's a lot of culture around here. And, and then you'll drive by places. My big thing is the old theaters that are now all like Latinx churches. Right, right. And what they used to be. So there's this website called Cinema Treasures where you can go and look at the uh, the name of the theater and there will be just like, oh, this theater opened in 1928. This was the first production that they showed. It was this. Here's a picture from the premiere of Gone with the Wind that they had. And then in the 1960s, it turned into a porno theater. And then in the 1980s, it turned into a church. And then 1990s, it turned into a nightclub. And now it's a church again. Like That's just <laughs> like the trajectory of all these theaters. That's fascinating. Yeah. The, yeah. I used to live down uh, in mid city and there was a a former theater that had turned into a church and they had like out in front of it like a hollywood star but on the star it said jesus yeah. <laughs> so, which is just this real confusing mix of religion and hollywood which are just who knows what's happening there well i i hate to veer away from this um this podcast is obviously called i said no gifts and mm-hmm. you agreed to be on it a few weeks ago and i was just thrilled carl's gonna be on we're going to just have a nice chat and move on with our lives and then uh a couple weeks after you had agreed something arrived uh on my doorstep Mm -hmm. and i thought uh i didn't order anything uh where could this have come from i looked at it i opened it up and there was a little note inside that uh it said it was from you and uh carl i have to ask is is this a gift for me it is a gift for you I'm sorry I disobeyed. So it's now wrapped in this kind of beautiful green wrapping paper, which is so, so pretty. I, should I open it the rest of the way? Please do. Okay, I'm going to open this up and uh, we'll see what's happening in here. Okay. Oh, I, need, I don't even have it fully open, so we're going to have to use my strength. It was like an unboxing on YouTube. Yeah. Tell me how to unbox products to blow things up. You're an unbo- unboxing freak, I've heard. <laughs> Let's see. Thanks for having me on the show from Carl Tart. Okay, we're opening. We're opening. It's now in a, another box. Ooh, this is a nice little brown box. So we'll just keep... Oh, now this is... Oh, so now it's already... So what's happened is the surprise has been slightly ruined, but I'm not going to because there's a little sticker on the outside that told me what it is. Oh, no. (laughs) But it's the complete series of Martin on DVD. Yes. This is incredible. The complete. I mean, that's five seasons of television. And this is a show when they were making, what, 25 episodes a season or something? Oh, yeah. They were going big. I don't know if those have 25 each seasons they might only be like 13 or so maybe i'm There's not sure no telling i mean i'm gonna keep opening here and we'll see yeah, what's happening there. i'm using my teeth use them teeth yeah I'm, I'm essentially a rodent at this point now tell me i mean full disclosure i grew up in the whitest 
household of all time and have never seen an episode of Martin. But people rave about it. It's the best. It's the best. It's the it is. Um, remember, I was saying I was I, I was very fascinated with the 80s. Right. right. Martin is a is a real view into 90s culture. How and so? Just the colors, the the attitudes, the actions, the clothes, the subject matters, the the era that was multicam sitcoms when they were actually watchable. Right. Um, have you seen the entire series? Oh, yeah. Multiple times. Let's see here. Let me I'm trying to see how many it doesn't tell you how many episodes so you're really just in. Do you feel like it's aged? Well, my thing, like. I haven't seen that many multicam sitcoms. I've seen mm-hmm. like, I mean, oh, I mean, I, my family watched Home Improvement. Yeah, I watched that. Too. And then I wasn't allowed to watch essentially anything else. So <laughs> I have, it's like 90s sitcoms are a huge blind spot for me. I mean, I've seen most of Seinfeld at this point. I've seen news radio and that's about it. I mean, like we'll yeah. go back and watch Golden Girls, uh, my boyfriend and I, but otherwise like. I don't even know where to begin. Golden Girls is so good. The joke it's writing is good. just... I mean, I, it's amazing. I'll never be as good of a joke writer as that writer's room on Golden Girls. It's wild. And to think that they were doing that truly for like 25 episodes a season or whatever yeah. is really... <laughs> um, like, as far as joke writing goes, I, am, I imagine Martin's up there too because people rave about it. Yeah. So what Martin... What I wanted you to see with Martin was... I don't know if you've seen the Bad Boys movies or not. I have not seen the Bad Boys movies. Any anything that has to do with action, uh, I you know, I, it's a weak cultural point for me. So, okay. If somebody's shooting a gun or driving a car in a fast way, I, <laughs> I probably couldn't tell you that much about it. Yeah, I get you. Well, Martin, I wanted you to see this because I wanted you to enjoy uh, the physical comedy, the verbal comedy that is Martin Lawrence. He was a tour de force. He really was just the complete performer and every episode he brought it. And also you got to see the change. He he went through a lot of major changes in his life towards the end of the series. And you kind of get to see those two. Like what changes in his life were happening? He was going through drugs and bipolar disorder and running Whoa. down Ventura Boulevard with a gun. And Oh, of course I forgot yeah. that happened. Yeah. And then, you know, he had a big blowout with uh, Tisha Campbell, who plays uh, his girlfriend slash wife on the show. So at the end, the last few episodes of the season, they literally were not in any scenes together because they it was pending litigation. Oh, my God. And so every scene would be like, oh, Martin leaves. And then Tisha walks in and goes, babe. <laughs> and, you know, like, wow. Do you feel like the quality suffers in the later seasons because of these things? Or is it just more interesting? Uh, it's it's both. The quality definitely suffers, but as I continue to watch and watching, I go, wow, how did they make this happen? How did they pull this off? Wow. On a multicam, that's wild because you're basically staging a play. And so to have people not sharing the stage at any point is mm-hmm. wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there were just full seat. Like, how would they explain why they weren't in the same room together? Just rant like, oh, she's out of town. Oh, now he's at the he's at this place and he has to call home and they're on the phone. Uh, He walks out the door as she comes out of the bedroom or he walks into the bedroom as she walks in the door. Like (laughs) it it was just but this is all like that fifth season. Um, Wow. And when they when they ended it, but it was still bittersweet. And there were still a lot of funny moments in that fifth season, too. 
that's a i feel like that's an era which is uh far different than it is now where it's like contracts and money were so much more important that they were like well we're still doing the show it doesn't (laughs) matter we will (laughs) run this thing straight into the ground whereas like right now if even the slightest problem goes they cancel the entire production they're like well Mm. we can't do the show anymore but this they're just they're not sharing any scene that's wild but those first few seasons are just martin masterfully just taking the most mundane moments and turning them into huge production but yeah, I wanted you to see this. I wanted you to see the I wanted you to see Martin's character work. I wanted you to see him doing just the most silly things. It, 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 he was truly my biggest inspiration. I try to do everything like Martin did. Oh, that's amazing. I've got I should have I mean, I never look at the gift before uh, uh the podcast. I should have opened this and watched it. I'm glad you didn't. I I want you to report back. Should I go episode by episode? I mean, do you feel like so many pilots are bad? Do you feel like this is one where I should start with the pilot or start with like season two, episode nine and dive That's in interesting. There? I think because you don't you don't it's not like a you don't need to see the serialized like right. <laughs> Martin show. It's not really find out I if he becomes the, the king of Westeros or something. Yeah. 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 When you when you when you turn it on, when you when you when you pop in the first DVD, go and make yourself uh, bolognese and just kind of be checking in and watching and catching little bits and while you're sitting on your couch and bored and like you and your boyfriend just sitting there chilling like just turn this on and just kind of like have it like you just know playing, there and, like comfort yeah, yeah comfort and you can because that's how i watch it now like it, they play it on bet and right, if there's, right. like today today's a sunday lazy sunday uh there is football on today so i'm gonna be watching that but <laughs> like if there wasn't if it was like that that weird part of sports season where the only sport that's playing is like golf and tennis or right. hockey or something and i'm not trying to watch any of that and then i tur- i'm flipping through the guide and i see oh there's a martin marathon on bet right now <laughs> just turning to that and now i got something to do with while i'm cleaning the house or fiddling around on the computer or you know whatever no, speaking of bolognese, are you someone who cooks a lot? I feel like occasionally on Instagram, I see you cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I like to cook. All right. Like, do you cook every day or is it like a special occasion sort of thing? Um, I don't cook every day, but I, it's not a special occasion. It's in the middle. So I will, if I'm trying to eat healthy, if I'm not trying to just go to McDonald's. Right. Because it's right up the street. <laughs> I will go to Trader Joe's and I look at the line. Because unlike other grocery stores, Trader Joe's is still like, you know, we don't have that much space. So all y'all can't be up in here. Right. Mouth breathing and thing. <laughs> but so I'll if, if if the line's not long, if it's like, oh, and, and there's a parking spot, I drive a big old truck. So if 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 there's a parking spot outside that I don't have to pull into the parking lot. Right. And I can park on the street right there, right in front. And there's no line. I'm running there and I'm grabbing something to cook for the night. So based on the fact that you going into the grocery store is almost an entirely random circumstance. You can't have a grocery list. You just go in there and just decide what you're going to cook for the night. I do that. And then I'll get other things that I know I'm going to want. But my, the way I go to grocery stores is different. So if it's dinner for the night or if I need, if I want to load up on freezer food, I'll go to Trader Joe's. Right. But if I need to make grocery, like go and get fruits and veggies and milk and cheese and butter and eggs, uh, I'll go to the Ralphs up the street or the right. Browns or something like that. Where you can get a little more specific. Yes. What are you cooking? Like, what's your ideal cooking? My ideal cooking, I, uh, me and the fellas have really gotten into steak making. Oh, sure. 
And so we, uh, if he found this website called Crowd Cow, Lamar Crowd Cow, it. yeah, Crowd Cow. This is like crowdsourced meat or something like that, or like <laughs> farm raised. Uh, it's good stuff. It's good, like because they have wagyu from Jap- Japan. No way. Yeah, and so we'll grab some of those steaks every now and then for a special occasion or something. And Lamar likes to do Omaha steaks. Lamar and, is a cooking machine. Yeah, and Lamar. The thing about Lamar was. Lamar didn't cook shit before really? this quarantine. He was not a cook. He was not a cook. And every time you went to Lamar's house, he would have some sort of meal ordered from some other place. <laughs> and he's been cooking. He's been and now he's doing braised short ribs. And he's got the crock pot. He's doing all this stuff. So it's good to see that. But uh, yeah, we, we when we cook, we make these big meals. But I'm also a person who likes to cook. I kind of live by this like, I can eat whatever I want to eat if I cook it. Oh, that's a good rule, actually. So if I want burger and fries, I got to make it at home. You have to put the work in. Yeah. I can't go to the McDonald's because that's bad for you. But (laughs) if I want if I want a burger and fries, I'm going to like season pound and season out the patties. And and I but I like the smash burger taste now. That's the new thing. Yeah, that's the trend in hamburgers is having a very thin hamburger. Yeah, I like that. My mom bought me an air fryer. She also bought me a crock pot. So I'll make a little I made some Frito pie the other night. Oh, Frito pie is delicious. Yeah. Wait, and are you making French fries at home? Mm hmm. Carl, are they good? Yeah. How are you doing this? Either I, either I just use a bag and just put them in the air fryer or to, or like put them on the on some oil on the stove. Or I'd like to cut up the potatoes. And wow, make like that's wedges. amazing. Yeah, it's it's simple because now that I live alone, I can buy all these little tools that I didn't have. As you know, I buy the potato cutter. And right. the, Wait, do you uh, have mandolin. a potato cutter? Yeah, <laughs> you you basically run a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got How a big, often are you uh, making French fries? Not not super often. I'm not going. I'm not going front. Uh, I'm I, I don't make them very often. And if I do make them more often than I, they'll be the ones from the bag. Just some or right, a crinkle cut. Right. I mean, most restaurants do that. Yeah. So, I mean, God bless you for occasionally making real French fries. That's amazing. But if I if I'm making real potatoes there, I'm probably going to do like some, you know, cut them, cut them up, season them. Right. Like either mashed like sour cream, butter, stuff like that. Or, you know, just olive oil, like thyme and rosemary. See oh, herbs and stuff. Incredible. Yeah, I like I like that type of stuff. You cooking? Uh, I'm barely, I, you know, I definitely more than uh, before. I mean, literally before COVID, I had probably cooked a total of four meals. <laughs> and so I, I am making more, although I've gotten very lazy again, where I'm just like, I will make guacamole at the beginning of the week and I have tortillas and then I will eat breakfast tacos for five out of seven days that week for dinner. Listen, I'm just I don't have the energy or like nothing seems fun anymore. There ain't nothing wrong with that, though. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I have a problem, and I'm going to be canceled for this. I will make things. My cousin thinks this is the funniest thing, because I will have the urge to just like, I like to bake. That's right. been a real thing that I've been doing. What are you baking? The most recent thing that I have baked myself uh, has been a key lime pie. Oh, my God. From scratch. From I made the graham cracker crust. I made the whipped cream. Oh. I did the whole thing and it was delicious. And my cousin laughed at me. He says, you're going to bake that pie. And because 
I'm not a huge eater. Like I'm not a person who's going to bake a whole pie and then just sit with a fork with the pie. Right. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to have one or two slices of this pie and then it's going to go bad in my refrigerator. <laughs> and then I'm going to have to throw it out. So I took it to his house. I was like, I'm going to have half of this and I'm going to bring you half of it. And the pie turned out good. I stuck my foot in that pie. That was good. Wait, let's get to the whatever's going to get you canceled. Oh, that I let food go bad and throw it away. Uh, <laughs> See, I need we need to get these details. We've got to get people more people canceled. Yeah, yeah. that's why you're here. Yeah. I definitely I definitely do not finish food. Uh, like I like make like I make a rotel dip in the crock pot. Right. Right. And are you familiar? Yeah, of course. OK, so I'll I make mean, a rotel. Yeah. But then after like two days of eating rotel dip, I don't want no more damn rotel dip. No way. And you have to make so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like essentially four <laughs> church picnics or whatever, you know. Exactly. It is not for a single person. No. <laughs> no. My boyfriend will occasionally make cheesecake and he'll like beg me to. I'm like, I don't really care to eat cheesecake. And you can't make a like. Well, you can, but for whatever reason, he refuses to make a smaller one. So he makes a cheesecake that's like, that's for like four weeks of food. Yeah. I'm not helping you with that. Why are you making that much cheesecake? Yeah. But I mean, to his credit, he will finish it and uh, without bothering me too much. I I bake cookies and so I just make cookie dough and it's just in the fridge and I can like portion it out as needed. Mm hmm. But you're you're out here making pies. You're what else are you baking? Uh, I bake a peach cobbler. Oh, uh, see, you're making all of these giant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're for crowds. The, 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 so that one was for a crowd. My mom likes that. So we did Christmas and I, I took that home for Christmas. Uh, I didn't travel far. She's here, but uh, don't want to don't want to get the uh, the COVID police on me. Uh, <laughs> well, I, we're still looking for reasons to cancel. To cancel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It it I I made the peach cobbler. I did a bourbon pecan pie. Oh my god, that was god. fun. Baking is definitely. It feels like baking is more soothing than just regular cooking. That's exactly how I feel. Cooking to me is deeply stressful. Whereas baking, I'm like, I've got this set of instructions. I know if I can just follow these, the end product will probably be good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like, I there's no like improvising or like there's no room. There's not a ton of room for error or like. For me to screw things up. The only way I can screw things up is if I don't read. Yeah. Yeah. That'll that'll hurt you. Bacon, you got to have or or a bad oven. I, <laughs> I I had to learn that when I moved into my apartment. So last Christmas, uh, I gave you my heart. But no. Uh, <laughs> okay. In Christmas 2019, I had some baking mishaps. Things weren't done. It was a embarrassment. I want details here. What yeah. What did you screw up? The pie wasn't set in the middle. Oh, no, that's a disaster. The peach cobbler was doughy in the middle, kind of. And I'm like, what is going on? And I kept leaving it in so long that the edges would be burned. Right. And I was like, I can't take this. I can't bring this around the family. They'll, <laughs> I'm already Hollywood kid. They'll make so much fun of me. <laughs> You've got no skills. I've got no skills. <laughs> like, I'm Hollywood kid. They'll, and, and so I was, and then I figured out my oven. I kept trying to make this Ina Garden Barefoot Contessa yogurt cake. Oh, and at first I was like, man, this shit just nasty because Ina Garden, like, right. it's, it's just I mean, ain't good. It, that doesn't necessarily sound like a good cake. I would need to see a picture, a yogurt <laughs> yeah. cake. Yeah, I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a link to the video. It looked good and it looked easy. It looked like it was a. I could just go run to the store and grab a couple ingredients and and come out. And I was not. This cake was not working. And I'm trying to figure out. And so I put on Instagram. 
And of course, podcast fans use this as an opportunity to just mercilessly, mercilessly attack me <laughs> as they do online. And they consider it to be support. And <laughs> so uh, I, I can't get this to work. And then I finally figure it out. My oven temp is off. Oh, I just, no. I just moved into this place in September of 2019. And so brand new oven, brand new stove. And the oven temp is off. So I it's, had to get it. So was the temperature way higher or lower? Too low. How does that even happen? I would preheat to the 350, you know, the average, the, the status quo. And uh, when I put when I got the oven thermometer, you look at it, it would be 265. It's just room temperature. Yeah. I can sit <laughs> in there for a little bit and get a get a nice steam. <laughs> so wait, did you try this yogurt cake multiple times? I did. I tried That's it three impressive. Times. That's very I mean, I think after one failed recipe, I'd be like, well, I'm just not trying that again. The fact that you yeah. kept trying, you, I persevered. That's really impressive to me. I had to. I had to because I was like, you're not going to defeat me. Yoga barefoot cake. Contessa. I know how to bake. Yeah. Barefoot <laughs> Contessa. I know how to do this. I know how to. Uh, and, and she gets on there. And she's just like making it look so easy. Oh, don't tell Joffrey. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to add a little. I'm going to add a little of this. Don't tell Joffrey. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to make this cake and I'm going to make it good. And then, of course, when you put like on Instagram, you put on your Instagram story, something is wrong. This is I'm following. And then people go, well, are you following the directions? Yes, I'm <laughs> following directions. Think? Clown. Nah, I decided to take my own road. Carl, you have to, when you're baking a cake, you have to put it in a cake pan. Yeah, yes. No, I'm baking it in my hands. <laughs> you, it's just in a cardboard box that yeah. just fried beyond belief. I put it in a shoe box. I put it in a Nike box. <laughs> Next to some old Why is my apartment on fire? <laughs> Wait, so like eventually you were just like, well, maybe I should see if the oven's working. Yeah. Yeah. That was the that was the best. That was the best solution. Right. The best solution was. Check the oven temp, check the right. oven. like it, 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 it clearly feels like your food is not baking enough. It's wet so, in the middle and just ash on the outside. Yes. Yes. It's hard and wet. And so check the oven temp. Got ordered the, in, the thermometer or I went to no, I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. I went to Bed Bath & Beyond, got the oven thermometer, figured it out, figured out what the problem was. Ever since then, it's been a snap. Did your landlord fix the oven or just replace it? No, I didn't tell him. I don't want to bother him with it. Wait, what are you talking about? You didn't... That's he's the, my friend. The, oh. <laughs> well, he's taking advantage of you. That's no friend. He's giving you faulty ovens. I mean, can I talk to him about that? Can I say, like, my oven temp is off? Carl, you're paying this person rent. Huh. That's the one reason you rent is because the landlord's in charge <laughs> of all of the nonsense. <laughs> Let me tell you the story of my living situation. I, so, I need to hear this. I was living with Iffy and family, and then we had to move out of that place. And so I was like, you know, it's time to get my own place. I'm on a one bedroom apartment. Trying to find an apartment in Los Angeles is impossible. Horrible. It's terrible. It's horrible. Uh, my friend, my good friend, Sidney Steinberg says, hey, there's a uh, unit open in my building. Like, uh, and there's a lot of other UCB people who live in this building. I thought that was a good idea at the, at the beginning. The comedy apartment building. Yeah, the comedy apartment, the comedy complex. And the manager is another buddy who okay. is a UCB person. It's Amy Poehler. And so I immediately texted him. It's Amy Poehler. <laughs> Amy Poehler and Jason Sudeikis are the managers of this building. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, so I immediately texted him and I'm like, hey, uh, I heard you got an apartment open. I'm looking for an apartment. Would love to apply. 
Say, yeah, come look at it. I came look at it. Say, yes, I, I, if I can have it, I'll take it. Sure. I should have thought about that. While I love living here, I love the location. Everybody's extremely nice. The place is small. There's not enough closet space. Oh. The oven is off. And there was a roof leak, which I did have to eventually, after seven months, I said, hey, I think I need to put in a formal request to get this fixed. Carl, your leak. friend is a slumlord. <laughs> no, he's good. He's a good guy. I promise you. It's I my fault you. because I wasn't no. telling you. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't standing up for because I didn't want to bother. I didn't want to bother him about like small things. Like I had to like bother a him roof so- leak. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's fixed now. It's fixed now. We got it done <laughs> when it rained last week. And I was like, it's, I think there's going to be more rain coming over the winter. So we should probably fix this. And he was like, OK, all right. Yeah, uh, you should have told me seven months ago. Because when I when I first moved in, I had to I had so many issues. Like one day, I locked myself out, and I had to like I was texting him at like two a.m. like to come open the door. And like, wow! So you fixed the oven yourself? I mean, you're uh, you're the the A plus student that every landlord wants to take advantage of. Yeah. And I have brought you on here to beg you to please ask your landlord to do these things for you. Yeah, I'm doing any, it now. When I was renting any little thing. I I had them on the phone. I also hated my apartment building, and I thought that they were kind of scumbags. So I was like, "You you're going to do everything for me." So yeah. it's a different situation. Oh, but man, I think when you look at an apartment, you should be allowed to stay overnight. They should give you like a test run because <laughs> you're there at like three o'clock in the afternoon. You have no idea what the apartment actually has in store. Yeah, the lighting is perfect. Right. Like you're 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 overcome with the joy of like I was like, man, I'm fin- I'm gonna have my own apartment in LA. Like I grew up here. Right. I've done I've since I've been here, I've only lived with other people. You've made it. I stayed at home until I was twenty-four. Right. And then I immediately moved in with four roommates. Sure. And now I'm like, man, I got my own I got my own place. Like my mom's gonna come over here and see, like, I got my own place. My son has done it. Yeah. But then she sees the roof leak and the oven is yeah. not working. And she's like, my son is a fool. Yeah. yeah. I got to sleep in it. I'm baking cakes in shoeboxes. <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad if nothing else, we've uh, I've been able to just scream at you about taking advantage of the renting situation. You're right. I feel like it's time to play a game. Let's do it. Uh, we have gift or a curse or gift master. Okay. Which would you like to play? Uh, gift or a curse. Okay. I need a number between one and ten. Uh, let's go six. Okay, I have to do some, just the lightest of calculating right now. So, you can promote something, you can recommend something, you've got the microphone for who knows how long, just do what you need to do and I'll be right back. Okay, sounds good. Hey y'all, it's your boy Big CT, back at it again uh, for the first time. I want to Recommend that everybody watch One Night in Miami on Amazon because I really just enjoyed that movie. Uh, You may not like it. I'm not a big movie person, but if I watch movies, it's going to be an autobiography. And that one was like sort of an autobiography. And it was good. I really enjoyed it. I liked a lot of the dialogue of it. Um, Other than that, you can listen to my podcast, The Flagrant Ones, on Patreon.com. Reach into your deep pockets and give us $5 a month to listen to your boys, Hayes Davenport, Sean Clements, myself, Andy Neese, talk about basketball. And there's a bundle deal where you get another podcast where I call my cousin. It's called Carl Calls His Cousin. I talk to my cousin, Asan, on the phone for about 30 minutes. And it's just our conversations. It's just what we talk about. 
And if you, if you find any of those things interesting, go to patreon.com slash the flagrant ones and you'll be able to find that. Also, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen to this podcast on. Give a rating. Give a review. Make sure it's five stars. Make sure it's positive. If, it's, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> Carl, that's an incredible, I mean, what an impressive use of that time. I mean, okay. (laughs) I feel like you deserve a service award for that. (laughs) You got some nice promotion in, you got, you know, telling people to review the pod. People need to review podcasts and in a nice way. I don't know. I don't understand the notion of somebody going on and I mean, I think you're in a real dark place if you're leaving a real negative review of a podcast. Agreed. I, I accept negative reviews in, in places where it could genuinely affect somebody. Like, right. I accept negative reviews on Yelp. Or of like, course. Yeah, things like that. Like, if you, if you have something negative to say, that's a legit, ne- like, not like, the waitress was a bitch. Like, not that. <laughs> like, literally, like, I ate the clams and I was shitting for three weeks straight. I am writing this Yelp review from the hospital. Yes, yes. That's what I want to see a negative review. I don't want to <laughs> see the waitress was wearing a, a skirt too short. I saw the bottom <laughs> of her butt cheeks. Like, I don't want that. That's a good character for a Yelp reviewer, just the uh, the prude Yelp reviewer. Yeah, yeah. But but if you look at his history, it's always that. The waitress's <laughs> yes. butt was a little bit too plump. And it's like, okay, you're not as prude as you. You're a creep. <laughs> you're a creep. Um, yeah, I mean, unless, uh, po- unless I was listening to a podcast and suddenly they were saying, you know, go out and kill Bridger Weiniger. I, I'm not going to rate. I'm not going to go and give a negative review to the podcast. That yeah, seems yeah, crazy just, to me. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Oh, uh, okay. Here we go. This game is called Gift or a Curse. I'm going to name three things. You have to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. There are absolutely correct answers. So you could get zero out of three and then, you know, your name is tarnished. You've already been canceled twice on this podcast. Mm-hmm. This could be your third cancellation. So be very careful, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Number one, Gift or a Curse. This is, this is a listener suggestion. And the listener, I believe their name is Delane. Delane, D-E-L-A-I-N-E. That feels like a good guess for pronunciation. Yeah. Gift or a curse, cashmere sweaters. Uh, I'm going to say gift if you live. Gift, because that's a nice, that's a nice sweater. That's, that's one of the good ones. I don't think I've ever had a cashmere sweater. So I'm going to say that's, I'm going to say that's a gift. Because You're say that's a gift? Yeah, because, you know, well, no, no. Oh my God. Now, see, now I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say gift. If that person knows your style. Right. So. Okay, Carl. I mean, I almost gave away the answer with my just shock because I think cashmere sweaters are, I don't think I know that this is the correct answer. They're a curse. A cashmere really? sweater. I've never owned one. I never will, because that feels like the greatest burden you can possibly add to your closet. (laughs) It's essentially a pet. Like the the care that thing needs. It's the real furry one. Right. Yeah, I think it's like furry and like I think the only way you can wash it is basically, you know, sending it to another planet to air dry or something. Oh, yeah. It's a you can't put it through the wash. They cost 
so much money. I mean, I also may, maybe I don't know. I, this was a listener suggestion. So we're really coming from a place of me not having any idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't have, I don't have ID because I've never had one. It feels like to me an untouchable dream. And for that alone, that's a curse. I feel like if I were to ever have a cashmere sweater, that's all I'd be thinking about. I'd just be constant panic. Is, is the cashmere okay? Okay. I yeah. need a I need a sweater that's a little bit lower, you know, lower maintenance. Something yeah. that I can dump uh, coffee all over and not freak out. Not that I'm dumping coffee. I mean, do you have, do you <laughs> own any sweaters? I got I got a bunch of sweatshirts. Sweatshirts I can get into. That's yeah. something you can wash yourself. Uh, you know, it's like just a big comfortable t-shirt. Dump coffee on it. But you know, my usual dumping coffee on every morning, this sort of thing. I, I bought a sweater used, not a cashmere sweater, a wool sweater a couple of years ago. I was so thrilled about it and immediately put it through the wash. And it was like a bad sitcom, like shrunk to like a baby size. And oh, no, I've just been uh, afraid of owning a sweater ever since. And cashmere, give me a break. You got to read the tag. I am sorry, gentlemen. I had to I had to look up the care and what it takes to take care of a cashmere sweater. Oh, and uh, you're not wrong. It is very annoying. <laughs> you have to swirl it around in a tub for 30 seconds, let it soak in warm water for 30 minutes, then drain the dirty water and rinse it with cool, clean water. So this is even worse than I thought it was. So I just thought I would contribute that bit of information. That's a curse. Annalise, I want you to leave that in this. People need to hear your voice telling just the fact that you have to swirl something around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not built to swirl sweaters. Ain't nobody got time for that. But Carl, too bad. You already answered. So you got your zero for one so far. Damn. Let's try to turn things around. All right. Okay. Gift or a curse. Burning sage. Burning sage. Gift oh. or a curse. I'm going to say curse because my mom used to do it when I was a kid and I absolutely hated it. And I hated the smell of it. <laughs> and, but in this apartment that I have here to bring positive vibes, I will be lying if I said I did not burn a little sage. Uh, when you first moved in. Yeah. And I still got it here. I'll show it to you right now. I got a little sage. Oh, there you go. Sage bundle right here. And do you feel like it brought good vibes to the apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been able to, I got, I got my oven fixed. I got my roof fixed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like you've actually uh, disproven this sage thing because all of the things you've gotten fixed, it, the sage should have taken care of that immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, sage took a long time. So sage <laughs> is a curse. I'm going to say sage is a curse. I like to burn a little lavender. Oh, uh, burn lavender? Uh, or like oil diffusers and things oh, like oil that. Diffuser, oil diffusers, sure. I'm really into candles right now. I'm in my candle bag right now. Oh, a candle bag? Yeah, like just buying a ton of candles. Oh, and stuff. right, right. Like good candles. Yeah, yeah, good candles. Oh, like, let's see. I somebody uh, recently gave me some good candles, and they they're incredible. But they've like ruined the crappy candles that I was buying, and so now I once these good candles are gone, I don't know what's going to happen to my life. I'm not going to go buy good candles. You can. There's a place on Santa Monica Boulevard called Candle Delirium. <laughs> oh, I, lo I love that name. I just went up in there and I bought I bought the fragrance, this fragrance called Bays. Bays? That, yeah, B-A-I-S-E. Okay. And that one is made by Diptyque. Oh, I've heard good things. Yeah. And 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 that one, uh, that's the one that Drake puts in. He has to have a big Bays in, in every, that's in his writer. Oh, no way. That he has to have that a big ass bays in his 
dressing room everywhere he goes. So I went and got one of those. How big is a big candle for uh, for someone of Drake's stature? Is he got like a it's basically like an oil barrel size? Not that big, but like a, so I bought the one that's like uh, I believe mine was like 60 bucks and it's like normal candle size like this. Okay. And then I think he gets the $99 one, which is like this. Oh, it's more like but a it, gallon of milk size. Yeah, a gallon of milk size candle. He's not <laughs> spending enough time at these venues to burn through that much of a candle. And that right there, my friend, is a flex. That is a flex. But this is the sort of flex that is driving candle prices through the roof. Yeah. yeah. Drake's got to stop. He's got to go for a more moderately sized candle, in my opinion. I mean, shit, he made me go buy one. <laughs> so he's, 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 he, they're doing it. They're, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, Carl, we've got to get back to the game because I have to reveal that you're wrong again. I can't Damn. believe what's happening here, Carl. Of course, burning <laughs> sage is a gift. I'm sorry you've got this built-in childhood trauma, but you've got to look <laughs> past that. I think it smells wonderful. It smells a little bit outdoorsy, but just nice enough that it's like it's like the most fragrant uh, campfire you could possibly have. Who could ask for more? All right, I'll, I'll burn it again. After we get off the phone here. Burn it again. Give it a shot. Maybe it's like an acquired uh, smell taste. Yeah. Is that a thing where you like eventually something smells good to you? I can't say for sure. Unfortunately, Carl is just falling on his face time and time again. I can't believe this. (laughs) Let's give it one final shot to at least not have a total nightmare. Okay. This one. uh, uh, (laughs) Gift or a curse. Burger King. Gift. gift 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 okay let's fast hear your food. reasoning fast food is a gift let me <laughs> tell you something there is nothing more consistent than the burger king long chicken sandwich it's long you just keep taking bites of it a whopper with cheese burger king fries underrated although they did change the recipe recently okay. but burger king fries are underrated what have they done with their fries recently? What are they now? Uh, it's just a different. It, it's just different. It ain't the same as when we were kids. But they used to rival. People would say, oh, McDonald's got the best fries. Burger King had pretty good fries. And you got the flame broil. Uh, and then the Dutch apple pie, which <laughs> I lived in Amsterdam for a year. And they had never heard of the Dutch apple pie. It what wasn't a thing. A, what is a Dutch apple pie? You know, it's the it's got the apple center, instead of a lattice top or just a regular top. Right. It's got the the crumble top. Oh, right, 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 right. It's like yeah. sugar and butter. Yes. Burger King introduced that to us. They got <laughs> tacos now. <laughs> Ghetto tacos. They got uh, onion rings. They, they always like to sneak a little onion ring in your fries. You know, even <laughs> if you don't order it, you get an onion ring in there. They got mozzarella sticks, jalapeno poppers. Burger King is doing it right. Also, <laughs> the king is, is a funny character. So I'm going to go ahead and say gift. And if, this, if I lose this one, I am, I am through. Carl, prepare to storm out of the podcast. What? I think Burger King is an absolute curse. Oh my gosh, how dare I, you? Look, Burger King has got to get it together. This restaurant <laughs> is trying Everything in its power. I think their menu changes every single day. Yes. I think they're they're adding a new product faster than anyone could possibly imagine. Look, I have no problem with fast food. I'll eat it essentially any. I will eat garbage. Mm-hmm. Burger King has got to just decide on a menu and focus on making something. Burger King is probably the last restaurant where I got halfway through a meal and said, I can't eat any more of this. I'm throwing <laughs> this away. That's when you know it's good. 
when you, when you get to it, you go, I can't even do it because I know I'm doing wrong. I know I'm doing wrong. I'm sinning. I'm sinning right now. I was doing the exact same thing last week because I went to Burger King with my cousin. And hopefully his girlfriend doesn't listen to this because she's going to be mad because he was in the car with me. We were both sitting up in his car eating Bacon Kings. And Bacon King is the new uh, is the new. Uh, meal that they got that is just a double cheeseburger with mayonnaise and ketchup and loaded with bacon. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I got through half of it and I said, oh, I, we know we're doing wrong. We know we <laughs> live in foul. We live in foul in this car right now. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to leave my trash in here because I can't take this into the house to throw uh, in front of my girlfriend. Oh, he's essentially <laughs> cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah, he's cheating on his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you know, you just described this wonderful hamburger. It's probably no longer on the Burger King menu. This is <laughs> it's going already. You cannot count on Burger King for anything. <laughs> this restaurant's out of control. It feels like the ultimate identity crisis. I mean, you know, it, times are tough, but I, and you got to do what you can do. But I feel like Burger King, I, they must have high employee turnover, at, like at the top of the company, because. They've got a new direction every four hours, as far as I'm concerned. Probably. And this long chicken. I've never had the long chicken. How do you get chicken that long? You, you got to pound it out. Something suspicious is going on at Burger King. <laughs> Carl, you, you've just failed the game. I don't know what oh. to tell you. I, I, it breaks my heart. I thought you would get one out of them. Three but... strikes, canceled. Canceled. <laughs> I'm done for. I warned you you would be canceled and you brought it upon yourself. I don't know what to tell you at this point, yeah. but we're going to move into the final thing. We have to answer some questions. This is the part of the podcast that's called I Said No Questions, although maybe it'll become I, I Said No Emails. If people want to send in, people have been occasionally sending in stories about bad gifts or whatever. If you want to do that, do it. But right now we're just going to answer some questions that were sent in to I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. This okay. first one says... Dearest Bridger and disobedient guest, um, I made a gifting error. My lifelong best friend and I have our birthdays just two days apart. Four years ago, I flew to New York to see uh, her for our birthdays. She got me some lovely gifts. Since I was traveling, I didn't bring any gifts for her with me, figuring my presence would be good enough and uh, I would send her something later. Uh, but basically what happened was feelings were hurt. Uh, you know, there was... Uh, a tear oh a terse goodbye outside of a comedy club so things went wrong uh but since then they've dealt with the problem and for birthdays and christmases since i have made sure to send plenty of extra thoughtful personal luxurious gifts on time my question is after four years when can i start to phone it in again and give just regular gifts and that's from someone named katie so basically katie went on vacation to new york to meet her friend for the, their birthdays she didn't take a single thing the friend was understandably furious now she's like she's made up for it for 4 years when can she stop making up for it i think she can stop now but 4 years is enough yeah 4 years is enough for 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 huge gifts what is her friend getting her that's a good question. Is the friend uh, reciprocating in any way? Yeah, because if, if the friend is not reciprocating, if the friend is still kind of upset about that, that one year. And because, I mean, you got to understand, I, I feel like that's a little selfish. You got to understand the travel. I have a similar story to this. Oh, what? I went back home for Christmas uh, 2019. Okay. Going into 2020. And the year before that, I went home, but I went on the 27th. All right. So it's like, I ain't gotta, I'm here. 
<laughs> I'm gift enough. For yes. This. And it's also my dad's side of the family. Long story short, I am not as close with my dad's side of the family as I am with my mother's side of the family. Great, great. I grew up in a separate household. Right. But they're still, they're still my family. But also, on top of growing up in a separate household in Mississippi, I have lived in L.A. for 22 years. 23 now. And so... I don't go. I wasn't going back for Christmas. It's been a long time since I've been an adult. I've been back twice since I was 18. And Not so, many. yeah. So this year I say, you know what? I'm going to go back for the actual holiday. Wake up in the morning on Christmas Day at my dad's house. My brothers were home. My stepmom is there. My stepbrother is there. Cousins, my grandma. And I'm like, okay, do I have to get all these people gifts? And so I took to, the internets, the Twitter polls, the Instagram polls, weeding through all the weirdos who <laughs> use this as an opportunity to attack me. Have you thought about <laughs> buying this? Have you thought about buying this? Weeding through that, I got a few close friends to be like, unfortunately, Carl, you're a Hollywood kid. You got to buy gifts. Oh, sure. Because everyone's, ex- everyone's expecting you to be horrible. Yeah. But I'm like, why, why are they going to buy me gifts? Right. I want to wake up to some presents in the morning. <laughs> like if I'm buying all of them stuff. Of course. So what I did was I got, there's a long drive from New Orleans International or re- regional, whatever it's called to Gulfport, Mississippi. It's about an hour, and f- an hour and a half on the way. There's Kohl's and, and, and things like that. I stopped gift carded up alcoholed up oh my god loaded up the rental car with gifts just in case right right but also things that i could use myself that's what i was going to say this could easily just be for you yes (laughs) it was size like the bottles out because i knew i was gonna get my dad something but i'm like there's other people that should i be shopping for these people turns out i woke up my stepmom had bought me a a nice outfit oh she had yeah and this is i'm 29 at the time like right right and she's like, she bought me a nice outfit. She bought me like my my brothers had gotten me uh, gift cards, and oh. they're, they're they're much younger than I am. My dad woke up, took out a hundred bucks out of his wallet, threw it on me as I was still asleep. Said Merry <laughs> Christmas, uh, and I was like, Oh wow! So it's good that I actually was able to get all of them gift cards. Wow! So you, I I felt like this was going to take a a real sad turn where you woke up to nothing. I didn't wake up to nothing. I was surprised. I think they realized, like, what, I think my stepmom, who was thoughtful and caring, was probably like, when is little Carl coming home? I'm little Carl. When is little <laughs> Carl coming home? Oh, he's going to be here on Christmas morning. Okay, let me get him a sweatsuit because wow. I know he likes those things. And and this is not a woman who I interact with often. Right, right. Because, you know, when you get it, when you gain a stepmother as an adult, you know, I'm not yeah, talking to the phone I her. mean, that's essentially just another adult that, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you kind of know. Yeah. And so... I was very surprised. I also get scared that I'm over gifting. So I didn't want to come in as Hollywood kid and be like, yo, what's up, y'all? I just broke y'all asses <laughs> off. You broke bitches. Like, so I, I was like, okay, if I get my two brothers each a Nike gift card, they'll enjoy this. I get my dad a bottle of some alcohol, which uh, he'll like this and a gift card, like a, 50, a lower priced gift card. Right. And then I get my grandma an upper priced gift card. That's grandma. Plus like maybe a candle or something like that. And I got everybody things and, and, and it all worked out. So I think it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. Katie, you can cut back on the gifts now. I believe your friend has to take a little bit of responsibility that it is a big task to travel somewhere to see someone. 
especially for a birthday, not a holiday. Like it's a birthday. Yes, she did buy you gifts. That is very nice of her. You could have maybe taken care of dinner. I think that would have if if she was a cool person, she'd have been like, okay, yeah, you get dinner. They said they went to a comedy show. Uh, if the comedian starts doing crowd work, you you take the brunt of it. <laughs> That would be a huge gift for me. Yeah. No, I think that's a good idea. I feel like the the gift that travels is buying the other person dinner. You just buy a few, you know, take them out to brunch or whatever. Eh, four years feels like a, I say, I mean, I would have said after one thoughtful gift, you're done. So yeah. four years, you've really, you've essentially served a prison sentence. Exactly. Uh, hopefully everything's okay. It seems like things have been sewn up. Yeah, stop that. Stop the stop the big gifts. Get back. I, I, yeah. I am an advocate for phoning in as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So the moment you get the green light to phone in, Katie, phone away. Yeah. Phone you know, home. Phone home, KT. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, next time you travel, just think it over a little bit. Uh, and everybody just needs to be a little less sensitive about getting gifts. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm the last person who should be saying these things. I've. I've just gotten five seasons of Martin on DVD and I've canceled Carl three times. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you just can't listen to anything I say. It's not my love language. I'm gonna be honest. It's not. What is your love Re- language? Receiving gifts is not my, I think uh, words of affirmation is my love language. Oh, interesting. And uh, I guess that uh, makes sense for what you were saying earlier. Like when someone in public says something nice to you. Yeah. You're, you're enjoying that. And do you like to give words of love? Yeah. That's a, that's a nice thing. I mean, I've got to, I need to, I feel like mine is a uh, service, but I could be wrong. And I've just got to, I've got to eventually find out what my love language is, or I'm going to just be kind of stumbling through life. Anyway, Carl, I'm so excited to finally clear up this blind spot of early nineties television that I've had for decades at this point. And uh, it's a wonderful five. C- I mean, I have nothing else going on. It's nice to have a new thing to look forward to. Yeah. Turn it on. Watch it a little bit. If you get tired of it, stop watching it. It's it's <laughs> I think you will enjoy it. I think everybody M- Martin spoke a universal language in the right. 90s. It wasn't just a black sitcom. It wasn't just like something that you could write off and just be like, oh, I don't have to watch that. That's not meant for me. You know, right. I think it crossed the aisle. I think his 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 comedic the the comedic force that Martin was spoke volumes, especially during the time and the characters that he plays. The last person that could play multiple characters on a on a sitcom and you want to see it. If no, anybody tried to do that right now, I don't want to watch you do that. No, thank you, because it's already been done. Yeah. And so I think I think you will really enjoy it. I think it'll be just a fun thing that you can turn on while you, you know, Eating a nice big old bowl of cheesecake. <laughs> Fill up this bowl with cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you've been wonderful. I'm so excited for this. And uh, I mean, I guess this is the end of the podcast. Delane is now a star and uh, we're all going to try to move on with our lives. And podcast listener, that means you. I want you to do whatever you can to have a nice rest of your day. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All my love. Bye-bye.
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads when I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home 